T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did. It's the Todd Feinberg Show, live from the NJ Diet Studios on WTIC News Talk 1080. All right, all right, all right. So the uh, call screener just booted. Looks like we're good there, Anthony. I like how you held it not working during the Shattuck Show. Saved it, wanted to keep it fresh for me. I appreciate it. Much appreciated. Antonio, I was thinking today how um, I feel like our society, well, no, not our society, all of humanity, everything hangs by a thread, doesn't it? Everything hangs by a thread, not just now, but always. It's the nature of life. You know, what do you say to a young person who says, I can't go out of the house, I might die? And, uh, and, the answer is, yeah, of course you might die. Every second of your life could be your last. It's not very reassuring. Well, you can say, we've been walking around a long time, and we haven't died. And the kid can say, not yet. But it is all precarious, isn't it? Everything is precarious. And probably the most precarious thing that man builds so that's, uh, that's what God built. God built this weird th- situation where creatures like us cannot trust that we will be here tomorrow or even in 10 minutes. We don't know that. But at the same time, we have this wonderful ability to, d- to deny reality, which is necessary for existence. We have to be able to deny reality in order to exist. And the people who do best in life find some good balance between the reality, that is a vulnerability that we all share, and and what? What is the other side of that? Uh, the need to leave the house. The need to feed the family. That which compels us to go out and do our thing every day. We're trying to navigate some kind of center course in that battle. 
And I, I've mentioned it before, but I'll say it again because I think it's, it's just a wondrous thing. If you're, if you're ever spending time with a, a toddler, say, and, you know, one second you're changing the toddler's diaper and, and wiping them clean, and the next they're running around flipping the bird at you like you are the biggest dope they've ever seen. Like they don't need you for a second. One-year-olds, two-year-olds do this. It's remarkable. And if you think about it, this is, this is a necessity of survival. You can't survive in life if you don't have that two-year-old in you. A little bit of it's got to still be alive. And that is to, to, uh, to need and accept the compassion and assistance of others who are more capable because there's always people who are more capable in one way or another and and then the ability to throw all that danger out the window and not sweat it just go do your thing so the challenge in operating in life is navigating those two polarities our utter helplessness and our ability to do whatever we want and, and we all find our center ground that, that is comfortable for us all right now let's now let's think about government how do you organize societies of people who are built like this you want to harness the the uh, productivity and the abilities of the people who are the 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 ones with uh, the ones with the smallest monitoring device attached to their psyches. That is, they're the ones who run around like the like the two-year-old flipping the bird at the adult. The uh, the brazen, obnoxious, perpetually self-serving, egotistical. Children, grown-up children who run around trying to conquer the world. Because who does that? Who is like that? But the people who carry the rest of us forward in civilization. Isn't that true? The pioneers. How could you be a pioneer? Think about us today. If we have to sit five minutes on a day like today where the air conditioning is not suitable, we're ready to curl up in a ball. And they got on donkeys or, or stagecoaches or walked across the toughest terrain in the world with the worst weather, in the worst weather in the world. How did they do that? How did man have such fortitude? Well, some men have incredible fortitude. Some women have incredible spines. And we all get carried to some extent on them. And I, I think that's the Donald Trump model of human being. There's a little bit of ins insanity there. There's a little bit too much ego. There's a lot too much self-serving. And yet there is a necessity to have these people who will break down walls to get what needs to be gotten and to do what's right. And we've designed these modern worlds to be paper-based, for the rules to be written in erasable ink, for the rules sometimes not even to be written down, but to be 
assembled over time like a performative exercise of engraving into our consciousness the idea that this is how you do things. We depend on everybody going along with what matters. Now, I'm bringing us around to Alex Jones, Jones on this because Alex Jones is another one of these fascinating creatures. He's all id. He's all lust for what he wants. He's craven and self-serving, and yet we've got to figure out what it is he's doing wrong. If he's doing anything wrong, is, is Alex Jones doing anything wrong? Or is he just being a goofball, abusive, obnoxious entertainer in the manner in which America supports and always has supported the idea of free speech? Well, maybe not always. But we've always, there's always been an element that has understood that the speech is necessary on the extremes in order that the rest of us can say what needs to be said. How can I tell you the truth about Ned Lamont and the pathetic excuse for a governor that he is? And say it right out like that. How can we accept that if we don't also accept that Alex Jones does the most antisocial, contempt contemptible harassment of of tragedy in order to make a point but I do think he's making a point and I do think that kind of speech has value and certainly it always is valuable to not have speech curbed because if they can curb Alex Jones why can't they come for me next why can't they come for you hearing you on a street corner this is what I want to talk about we got some Alex Jones stuff for you to listen to and some Facts about his trial and discussion about free speech. 8605229842. We'll pause and then get to it on WTIC. Yeah, it's WTIC. I just want to say in advance, I you know, I don't have a lot of respect for Alex Jones as a human. He doesn't impress me as a human. He, he does have moments where he seems very smart, but he seems craven and willing to say anything to be able to pursue his line of work, which is uh, saying the most outrageous things on a regular basis in order to attract an audience. At the same time, I do think there's a part of him that is compelled by the First Amendment and the right to say whatever you want. But I, I do believe he's found a formula for making tons of money and that he's willing to say anything to protect that. And this reminds me of certain people who are active in our political sphere right now, of Donald Trump and and worse uh, than Donald Trump, way worse than Donald Trump, is, is these, this, this slew of candidates right now who are doing Trump imitation, who are simply mimicking what they think Donald wants to hear so that they can get his endorsements and, and get elected to office. And uh, 
so so I don't have any respect for these people, and they are, I think, a risk to our system of government because how do we how do we exist? How do we proceed as a country if we are electing people whose whose uh, reaction to our current state of governmental failure, to the rigging of the system and the hopelessly inept and corrupt leaders like Ned Lamont and Joe Biden and you know, the whole lot of them, if the reaction to the broken government that's been kidnapped by the plunderers so simply so they can take the plunder. So they tell us one story about what's going on while they while they do something that has no resemblance to what they tell us. How are we to react to that and move forward? if we don't pull our government back to where it's supposed to be, if we're voting for people who are saying the election is stolen without making any argument and presenting any evidence for, for how it was stolen, then what we're doing is looking to break. What those people who are running as Trumpians are doing is looking to break our system as punishment to the plunderers for having destroyed the system. But if they just break it, if they can just get elected, say, to secretary of state in a state like Arizona, where a Trumpian is the Republican nominee who says the election was stolen. If that happens all around the country and these people just start changing the rules of elections so that they can satisfy the people they've told that the elections were broken. If that's how it proceeds, then we lose our government. We lose our system of government. We allow people to take power who are just saying whatever they want. And that's the thing we're trying to fix, it seems to me. The problem we have with our government is that we have a bunch of lying scoundrels who don't actually do government holding elective office. We no longer have government that in any meaningful way responds to the needs of the people. What it does is it creates departments, and those departments take huge chunks of money that has been stolen from people who go to work every day and give it to their voting blocks so that those voting blocks will vote for them and stay loyal. All you have to do is look at Ned's $3,500 bonuses a couple of months ago, retention bonuses for, uh, for state workers. That was strictly, everybody knows, that was strictly a, a, an investment using our money, Ned Lamont, investing in his own re-election. We can't have government like that. But the response can't be to hand government over to a new set of liars who want to take it further away from the law. At least the, the dopes who are running government today in Connecticut and in the federal government are pretending that they're doing government. At least they're paying lip service to the American system. But if we elect people who are flipping the bird to the American system, then we're in trouble. Because what comes after that if we throw that in the toilet? Where do we go? We have to find a way to take control back. And we have the power. We are Dorothy with the slippers, like I always say. Just click your heels and say there is no place like America. There's no place like America. And let's demand that we get it back. We do that by wising up, smartening up. 
Who are these dopes who vote for the Democrats? Who have plundered the state into $100 billion, $150 billion? Nobody knows what the real number is because they lie about all the numbers. But they admit to $90 billion of debt. And they never tell the truth. So we can assume they're lying that number downward. So I call it $150 billion. $40 billion alone just for pension obligations. And that's bankrupted the state. And that forces people to pay huge amounts of money every year. You, to pay huge amounts of money every year. And that's why every new governor comes along, and like Ned Lamont tried to do with tolls, they do huge tax hikes to try to get new streams of revenue so they can keep robbing and keep their voters in the style of living to which they've become accustomed. That's what that's all it's become. They don't deliver any services to anybody. They don't tell anybody what you listen to Ned at a press conference that sound I was playing yesterday. He's at the utter clown show. He goes to press conferences not knowing what they're about. And he just makes stuff up on the fly and makes jokes. He doesn't run anything except the state into the ground because he's taking up the space that could be used by somebody useful. Now, Alex Jones is, I think, doing a Trump-style war against the legal system. And look, our legal system is, is, is as corrupt and, and decrepit as our government is. How can it be different? Everything gets molded around the level of corruption being exercised by the elected officials running our government. There's nothing we can do to avoid that except replace those people and try to start turning it around. But I feel the same way about Alex Jones. And I want to get your input on this, especially if you listen to him. But whatever, either way, do you see Alex Jones as having holding some kind of answer? I believe that he should be allowed to speak, even his kind of garbage, because it's speech. And speech is protected by the First Amendment. That's what I really want to talk about. But it, it all builds on the stuff that I just ran through. 860-522-9842. The rant line, 860-751-4698. We'll get news and we'll have a conversation on WTIC. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. 
Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did. Follow us on Twitter at WTIC1080. So your thoughts, please, on Alex Jones. What do you see when you look at him? What do you hear when you listen to him? And how about free speech? Do you think we should have free speech or not have free speech? And where should the line be drawn? And if you're drawing lines, aren't you encouraging people to take away the free speech? Because as soon as you fill a room with censors, they're going to turn that room into a, a building, and they're going to turn that building into a multi-state organization. And the only way to keep free speech is to have only the most extreme of speech and speakers have their wings clipped. And free speech to me is the most precious thing there is because the ability to, to verbalize, I don't know, it's got some kind of, um, it's, it's got uncanny power to create understanding that is different than just thinking or the written word. When you speak, when I speak, I generate new ideas. And sometimes I'm saying things that I've never said before and never thought consciously. And so I think it's really important to have those conversations and the people get to hear ideas they haven't heard before and, and, and that makes sparks go off in your brain and, and you get ideas you haven't had before and then you call up and you feed them back and that's a beautiful dynamic that humans, well, we consider that to be a human right to do that. So Alex Jones is ridiculous sometimes and says things that are hurtful and sound crazy and some of which are crazy and my answer is so what let's listen to a little alex jones uh, and by the way there's also there's also the other stories the britney griner story is out there on the table what do you think of her nine-year sentence and why do you think she got a nine-year sentence and does that bother you that she got a nine-year sentence and how do you feel about that whole situation Eight six zero five two two nine eight four two. But here's Alex. They have taken my right for a jury to decide if I'm guilty, and now a judge tells a jury that I'm guilty, and they're trying to hide that from the jury. And during the jury questioning, they were really confused and kept asking, "Well, I thought you're innocent until proven guilty in criminal or civil trial." She goes, "Well, this is a special case. I say he's guilty." She read that to the jury. I say Alex Jones is guilty. And now you're going to decide how guilty he is. And then they get up there and put all these edited videos out completely out of context. I, I mean, I've never seen anything like it. And this, this is the weaponization of the judiciary. It's absolutely horrifying. This is a witch hunt. This is a show trial. This will go down in history as one of the greatest show trials ever to happen, not just here, but even in places like Nazi Germany. I mean, even in Nazi Germany, they, they let you... 
basically be innocent or proven guilty, they would then just rig parts of the trial. Here, she says, I'm guilty until proven guilty. Guilty until proven guiltier. Not, not, not guilty until proven innocent, like Nazi Germany, because you were guilty until proven innocent in Nazi Germany. Here, I'm guilty, the judge says, and then they decide how guilty. And then, I mean, I mean the process of this has been unbelievable. They have all our emails, all our documents, all our videos that we gave them. They defaulted us saying we didn't give them any of that. I spent millions and millions of dollars. They don't tell anybody that she's fined me a million and a half dollars. So he just goes on and on, Alex Jones does, with one excuse after another over why he's a victim. And he may actually believe himself to be a victim. But what I, my sense of what's going on is that he's playing the system, that he's shrewd and aggressive and fearless in some way, and he just wants to vandalize the system. Because that's what he does for a living. He vandalizes things. He just throws his body against things and hopes that the body slam will break them open and provide entertainment. He makes a ton of money doing this. One of his guys was testifying. One of his uh, 33-year-old guy he employs as a, as a host who sits and talks on, on one of the channels they've got at uh, InfoWars. And the guy's making 120 grand a year to do this kind of stuff, to make these noises. And there's a part of it that I see as being very legitimate. That is that they are going out on the extreme edge of looking for the corruption in our government and reporting it to us. And on the other side of it, I see it as performance art, that there are this is entertainment. And if it's entertainment that works for people and maybe maybe allows their mind to imagine things to be as outrageous as they are, then it's productive. That's my take on it. What's yours? 860-529-842. Now, listen to this. You didn't give this text message to me. You don't, you don't know where this came from. Do you know where I got this? No. We played this yesterday, but it's worth listening to again. This is... This is Alex Jones on the stand being interrogated by the plaintiff's attorney. The plaintiff's attorney has gotten, he says, all of Alex Jones' emails and texts. And, and uh, apparently Alex Jones had testified under deposition that he never sent any emails, that he doesn't do email. And the surprise here is, and, th and that's what's unfolding as the lawyer for the plaintiffs speaks what he's telling Jones is I know you're lying because I have something you don't know I have I have all those emails you say don't exist that you testified under oath don't exist Mr. Jones did you know that 12 days ago 12 days ago your attorney's messed up and sent me an entire digital copy of your entire cell phone with every text message you've sent for the past two years and when informed did not take any steps to identify it as privileged or protected in any way and as of two days ago it fell free and clear into my possession and that is how I know you lied to me when you said you didn't have text messages about Sandy Hook. Did you know that? So listen how 
Jones responds. He doesn't really have an argument. He just makes stuff up on the fly, it seems, and which makes sense because he's being caught unawares. I See, I told you the truth. This is your Perry Mason moment. I gave them my phone. and then, Mr. Jones, you need to answer the question. No, I, Do you I, know I, who's so the ju- judge jumps in and says, you're, you're, you, you don't get to do commentary here. Your job is to answer the questions. You're a witness. No, I don't know what's happened. But, I mean, I told you I gave him the phone over. And just and answer you the said, question. You said in your deposition, you searched your phone. You said you pulled down the text, did the search function for Sandy Hook. That's what you said, Mr. Jones, correct? And I had several several different phones with this number, but I did, yeah. Now he's making an excuse. Oh, I had a lot of different phones for the same number, so you might be searching the wrong one is the implication. Well, of course. I mean, that's why you got it. No, Mr. Jones, that's not why I have My lawyer sent it to you, but I'm hiding it. Okay. Mr. Jones? Now he's turning the argument around. His lawyer accidentally sent it. Now he's saying, oh, I gave it to you. You're saying... I never sent it to you, but you're telling me I sent it to you. You got it from my lawyer. Yeah, I'm hiding it from you, but I sent it to you. I like that. I love that. I love that. (laughs) I mean, psychologically, that is kind of good. It's a good tactic. No, that's what he's an expert at. This is the thing that we're up against now with these, these people who are trying to break our system so they can get the power. I see a parallel here with these Trumpist candidates, these Trump imitators, who I don't see as being the equivalent of Trump. I see them as being people who can who can gain power for themselves by imitating Trump. They're opportunists. Yes. Yeah. Let's listen to a little more of this opportunist. Please just answer questions. There's no question. Mr. Bankston also only asked questions. Sure. Mr. Jones, in discovery, you were asked, do you have Sandy Hook text messages on your phone? And you said no, correct? You said that under oath, Mr. Jones, didn't you? I mean, if I was mistaken, I was mistaken, but you, you got the messages right there. You know what perjury is, right? So he says, I, I was mistaken. I got it wrong when I said they don't exist, obviously, because you've got them right there. He, he sets up these circular situations. I just want to make sure you know before we go any further. You know what it is. Yes, I do. I mean, I'm not a tech guy. I told you I gave, in my testimony, the phone to the lawyers before or whatever, and, and so you got my phone, but we didn't give it to you. No, Mr. Jones, one more time. And please remember, if you need to assert the Fifth Amendment, you can. I need to know that you can do that. But you testified. All right, so it goes on and on, but it's a lovely fight. And going back to what I was starting off with, we hold our society together by a thread. And the people who are who care the most about holding our society together do so because they see great value in it. Like literally, they have lots of money, they have big expensive buildings, they have big projects going on they have huge investments and you don't do that if you don't see the thing you're investing in as having a long-term future this kind of vandalizing of the order of things is a threat to the order of things in the eyes of those people who need 
our system to survive so their investments survive. And what Alex Jones is doing is, is body slamming the notion of truth and uh, credibility and honest government and honest judiciary. Now, we know we don't have honest government. We know we don't have honest judiciary. We know that Alex Jones isn't honest, I think, but still he needs to be protected because he's just talking and they're just words. But at the same time, we need to be invested in holding our country together and then put people who are less scummy in charge of the country and in charge of the state to not have liars and thieves playing games against us. Because what Ned Lamont does every day with his little jolly, aren't I wonderful, aren't I a nice guy routine and all the other thieves who are uh, he's supporting and are, are backslapping each other, they put it all at threat because they don't do it with credibility. They don't run it with seriousness. The ruling class doesn't get as scared by a Ned because Ned comes from them. He's richer than them. And he did less work to get the money. So there's some kind of respect because he's an institutionalist at heart. And they can't look at him and think that he wants to destroy everything. But the end result of Ned is destruction. Having frauds in charge and having frauds with power is destructive. And allowing them to run our system into the ground is not something I think we should do. 860-522-9842. We'll take some phone calls after a quick break on WTIC. to the Todd Feinberg Show, live from the NJ Diet Studios on WTIC News Talk 1080. All right, I know I've been talking a lot, but I need to sort that out for myself, if not for anyone else. Jim Willington, hello, Jim. Yes, sir, yes, sir. Alec Jones, Sandy Hook. Let's, let's just start with Sandy Hook. Mm-hmm. This is a guy who takes full advantage of his rights to say whatever it is he wants to say, no matter how heinous. It is. Okay, we understand that. Your question, um, should, he, should he have the right or should his right be protected to say that? Absolutely it needs to be protected. Not because you agree with it. Not because um, you don't have compassion and just heartache for the people, for the parents and the friends of those mm-hmm. poor children at Sandy Hook. But because this, this is the country we live in. But what I find almost, almost as bad when it comes to somebody like Mr. Jones is that you have people out there who are wrapping themselves around the same type of abuse of their rights that are protected, and then trying to associate anybody who has a differing view from the politicians and whatever it is they have to say, you know, going forward. So that so an American citizen who, who may disagree with some politician's position on anything is just as bad as Alec Jones. And, and, and they don't have the right to have their rights protected or expressed in any Wait, way. Wait, who, who is saying Americans objecting to their, how their politicians are behaving don't have a right I mean, to voice it? Well, 
Well, the media, when they, when they characterize Americans as whatever, racist, traitor, you pick all the words. Oh, okay. Because they disagree. Just because mm-hmm. they disagree. Or, yep. or the progressive left. Or, or some of the ultra-right. Just because they disagree. Mr. Jones can wrap himself up, wrap himself up in, in, in rights, which, which he, uh, he's correct when, when uh, that right should be protected. And, and the heinous portion of it, obviously, is what he said. And then, and then the rule of law and or other types of uh, legal activity against him will be put in play. That doesn't help the people in Sandy Hook or the parents or anybody else. They could care less about any judgment they get going forward from this guy. The bottom line is guys like Jones, you know, he's comparable to any number of poli- any number of politicians or religious leaders who have taken exactly what Jones does and, and, and lined their pockets. Well, no, I, I think what they do is way more dangerous than, than yes, what he yes. does. I, I'm going to hold you right there, Jim, but thank you for the call. I appreciate that input. Frank in Middletown. Hi, Frank. Yes, Frank. Frank, I hear your bells. I know you're opening your door. Hello, Frank. All right, I'm going to put Frank back on hold. He just heard me say that he's on the air, so maybe he'll pay attention to the phone now. Frank, you there? Frank? Frank going once. Uh, He knows how it works, too. All right, so um, that's where we're at with that's where we're at with the idea of free speech you see i mean if you just listen to what jim is saying jim is is arguing it's alex jones and and the regular person and politicians and they're lying that everybody's the same the politicians i think and and i didn't make this point and i should have the ones who are running around gaming us, the most insidious of them all, are the ones who pretend to be giving us government and pretend to be running a legitimate governmental organization and pretend to care about our best interest. When they have turned our government from a representative government where electoral politics controls the flow of information and leverage from the people up to the rulers and has figured out how to hack that system by lying ruthlessly about it and using our money to rig the system so that we no longer have representative government we only have the illusion of it we no longer have government we only have the illusion of it we have this gross distorted thing that squanders all of our wealth this is, this is the biggest disaster of all, in my mind. And I want to get your input. 860-522-9842. The rant line number, 860-751-4698. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. 
Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast. You'll be glad you did.